Welcome to another episode of the Gospel Lifeline. I am Matthew Statler, and I'm here with Neil Grogan. And we are talking about the Reformation doctrine of soli dio gloria. To God alone be the glory, or glory to God alone. You know, when you, you remember that uh, SNL skit with uh, Chris Farley and El Nino? No, I don't know. <laughs> so he's in this like... Uh, salsa ladies garment shirt you know and he's like el nino he's talking about the hurricane el nino means the nino you know <laughs> so, i don't know why that made me think of solo de gloria glory to god alone <laughs> yeah so we know the the reformers they like to use fancy terms um mainly latin because that was the the theology lingo of the day right mm. Um, if you read old Puritans, which I like to try to do, occasionally they'll have a footnote and it's all in Latin. And I just have to give up because I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't even know what this means. It's all yeah. all messed up. So um, God to, to God be the glory alone. That's our final um, of the five solas. Mm. So we have really, I've really enjoyed this series. It's really stirred my heart to um, celebrate the goodness of God and in salvation and Amen. Um, restoration of his people. And so this one is kind of a complicated one because I think people don't grasp it as well. Like we, we, I think we, we get it generally, right? That God should get all the credit for everything that God is the greatest thing. Um, But I think sometimes we put ourselves in a higher position than we ought to when it comes to things like salvation Mm. Um, and Neil, we were talking and your, your trivia mind came up with a brilliant (laughs) illustration for this. I would probably not constitute it as brilliant, but it just, you know, made me think about like, you know, who, who gets the glory for great, great things. Right. Um, and you know, in 1957, the Russians or in the fifties, the Russians were sending, um, all these rockets into space. And in 1957, they sent a dog into space named Laika. I think that's how you pronounce it. So if you're Russian, you can correct us in the comments. But uh, <laughs> I probably butchered it. Uh, but yeah, they sent this dog up into space. And um, with the expectation he wasn't going to make it, of course. But, in Sp- but they sent Sputnik 2 up. And, you know, if you think about it, the dog goes into space. He's the one who's in space, right? But who gets the glory for him being in space? Um, Well, who built the rocket? Who sent it into orbit? And who, you know, put the dog in a dog astronaut suit? You know, like who did all the work and and then gave the dog everything it needed to accomplish what it what was accomplished, right? For what purpose? Yeah, well, about Russia, the math behind like the trajectory and the yeah, launch, right, and just all the equipment that was required to get it fueled up and yeah, there, there's the the dog got in and it was put in. I might add you add right. to you, right? It was strapped in because it can't strap itself. <laughs> and uh, you know what was the point? Well, Russia did all of that for the glory of Russia to try to beat out America, right, in the space race and uh you know i think you know every illustration have it has its holes right but i think similarly we often think of ourselves uh like we're the hero of our own story uh we think you know especially with salvation 
there's this constant wrestling, I feel like, with God that people have over who who actually, you know, enabled this to happen. Well, there are some systems and doctrines uh, or, or systems of belief about the doctrine of salvation or soteriology that would affirm that your decision or the exercising of your faith has, has been done apart from God. And so you made it a combination with what's that or even in combination with, right? right. You, you partnered with God to do this. Right. So like, um, the illustration of, we'll say like stairs, right? Like God put the stairs there. You had to take the step. <laughs> or uh, there's an elevator and you had to step in the elevator. You know, that kind of idea um, happens Neil, a lot. Let me add another one um, yeah. just because we're on this topic. Um, there's there's three wells and you have three people in it. One person is hanging on to the bottom and has to let go of the rock, right? And mm-hmm. they float to the top and they're saved, right? That's what we we'd probably call something like an Arminian view. Right? Sure. You have to let go of the rock. You make the decision and then float to the top. Um, you know, the, the other one is more like a, um, I don't know, Molinist view where you have sand that's poured into the water that slowly brings you to the top, right? Through uh, foreseeing the, down the quarters of time and just come, you know, combining all that. And then the, the other view is that you're dead. You're dead at the bottom <laughs> of the well and so, some, some, creature some being some person uses a hook reaches down pulls you out of the water and brings you back to life right, right. and and that that's what the one that neil and i typically affirm uh, is that god does the work yeah totally so when we're talking about the five solas what we're what we're getting at is the heart of how we understand salvation um and who is the the actor in saving, right? Who gets the glory, right? What's the point? That's the question, right? And, uh, you know, I humbly uh, believe that God alone receives glory for salvation. I'm not saved, Matt. You're not saved because you made a better decision than your, you know, your brother, right? Uh, or you, someone told you some something cool, and you responded and uh, a desire to follow Jesus, whereas the next person didn't. Um, we're not the heroes of our own story, and even a decision makes you in or puts you in that position. And in fact, that decision was only made because of a regenerated heart. You can't make a decision to follow Jesus without a a heart that's alive and no longer dead. And, uh, because of that reality, man, we can, we can worship rightly, um, in full view of God's power and might, his power over life and death. And, and so, you know, Matt and I, you know, we'll, we'll propose to you, man, uh, God alone worked it, worked your salvation. God alone raised you from the dead. God alone secures you everlasting. God alone did all these things for his glory because his worship of him is what you were created to do. And it only happens rightly if he does this work. 
which we can't, right? We can't accomplish it. You know, a sinner can't make itself holy or make oneself holy is another way to think about it. And so, man, we, we just wanted to kind of meditate on a couple of texts on the glory of God, right? Uh, Matt, you had one from the Old Testament. You want to talk through that? Yeah, so Isaiah 43 is kind of the stereotypical verse, um, proof text almost, that we would bring. Not that it's not true, it's just that uh, we grab this thing and we cling to it because it's talking about Israel's only Savior, Mm. right? And how does God save Israel? Um, Not because of anything good in themselves, not because they're good at worshiping Him, because they're the opposite, right? Uh, Not because they're deserving, And then in verse 7 of chapter 43 of Isaiah, it says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Uh, And he's going to bring them out and and give them salvation. But, Mm. I mean, think about that for a minute. Everyone who is called by my name. So every creature that is created by God for his purpose um, and we would say as, as Christians that we are called by his name, like little Christ, little Christian, you know, you get mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> Whom I created for my glory. So the whole purpose of who we are, especially as Christians, um, is for the glory of God. Yeah. Uh, and so we can we can think about that for a minute is if we were created for his glory, then what are we doing when we try to say stuff like, well, I helped create myself or, you know, I, I am continuing in this faith because of my own strength. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like the dog in the, in the Russian spaceship, you know, I'm on top of the world. I'm the king <laughs> of the world. I did this. Right. And, and I we would just laugh how foolish it is. Right. Uh, another illustration that I thought was really helpful. And I think we probably, we might've shared it on this thing. Um, but is is you know a lot of times we think that we made the decision to marry our spouse Mm. but in the reality they chose us before that right yeah right yeah yeah we talked about uh britney uh writing britney grogan in her notebook when we were 14 years old you know and i chose you before she chose me (laughs) way long before i ever proposed right uh she she oh the the depth and riches of her wisdom right, <laughs> that's right, that's right. And, and, and neil I, I think it's important to recognize like our experience is that of making a choice for the lord of course right? um and, and so no one's denying that a you decision. you made a decision to follow jesus mm-hmm. that's not what this is about what we're saying is that god chose you before you chose him and enabled you to make that choice. Yeah. And which was for his glory and worship. That choice you made was a choice of right worship. Yeah. Yeah. Which cannot be secured without a work of God changing your heart, your rebel heart, your treasonous heart into a, uh, submissive servant, which is what, what is good (laughs) for us. Yeah. And and this leads us to humility. It doesn't mm. lead us to pride, right? Yeah. And and it leads us to ask the Lord to change other hearts. Mm. Right? Like if if the decision was fully on human power, well why would we bother asking God to save anybody? Yeah. Right? Uh, it's it's through the the Lord's power. And we don't want to rob him of the glory, 
by saying I contributed or I had a major part in this. Mm. You know, right now I'm um, in San Antonio, Matt, uh, Brittany and I are at a church planting uh, or church planters retreat and their, you know, church planters and their wives retreat that the Southern Baptist convention of Texas puts on every year. And uh, you know, Recently, in the last couple of weeks, we've baptized uh, uh, five people, and uh, we got like three more in the shoot, which is really cool. But Stephen and I, the other pastor at our church, you know, we had started praying and asking God, like, Lord, would you like, would you surprise us by your saving work? Yeah. And man, we just asked God to start changing hearts in our city, you know, and literally like two weeks later is like popcorn (laughs) surprise after surprise adults you know households um uh, a single dad and his daughter you know his teenage daughter coming to jesus you know like that it was like so humbling because i can get up there matt and i can persuade i can try and sell people you know what i mean but here's what i can't do I can't change a dead heart. Right. I can tell you everything under the sun about Jesus. And if Jesus isn't renewing you, redeeming you, if the Holy Spirit is not regenerating you, then, you know, nothing will happen. And that's just the reality. Because if I can change your heart, who gets the glory? Right. You know me. And that's not a good space. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, uh, a Bethel church. You know, a couple of years ago, Bethel Church, uh, one of the ministers or something was there and their their child had died. And they had gathered around this um, uh, this coffin or, or what, however the child was laying. And they were commanding that baby to come, come forth from the dead, right? Like trying to resurrect that baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was talking to my dad about it and my dad said, you, you want to know why that, that baby's not going to rise from the dead right now? He said, because Bethel church gets the glory. Yeah. They had put themselves all over the news. They had, you know, it was publicized. It was this whole thing and man, nothing happened. And, you know, I believe, um, personally, my personal view is that the Lord, um, redeems and rescues children who perish um, because, you know, he chose them before the foundation of the world. And uh, in that, um, yeah, he rose that baby from the grave regardless, but nobody stole glory from him, you know, in this, in this earth, you know, and it really comes down to Matt, like, do we have a right view of God? Do we understand his bigness? You know, in Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36, has this wonderful statement, the series of statements that just, man, it stirs my heart up. <laughs> I can't, I can't even, uh, I just feel like a, a little ant looking up <laughs> at a good, a big, glorious sun. You know what I mean? And, uh, Here's what it says. Let me read it. It says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. 
How unsearchable his judgments and untraceable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? And who has ever given to God that he should be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. You know what Paul's kind of getting at in this this kind of end statement, right? Is that there is no one like our God. There is none bigger. There is none wiser. There is no decision he makes that we can scrutinize. There is uh, no uh, uh, declaration of him that we can search until we find all of the, the meat, mine all of the treasure out of, right? Uh, we can't. We, we can't even get to, you know, level two on it, I feel like. Um, no one gives him counsel, Matt. Yeah. Not one. God did not need you for salvation to save you, right? Uh, there's nothing that we can give to him in order to repay him for what he has done. Uh, but all things were done for him and through him and by him for his glory. And that's that's a good space to rest um, because it, it orientates our heart in the way you were created, uh, what you were created for, right? Neil, I, w- I would break down verse 36 a little bit too. Hmm. Um, what what translation are you using? I'm in the CSB. Man, I love how it starts. Could, could you read that again? Because the ESV has it swapped around. Yeah, so um, it says, For from him and through him and to him are all things, and to him be the glory forever. Amen. No, oh, never mind. We have the same exact thing. I thought I thought it said all things are for him, uh, from him, and through him. Yeah, I might have just said it wrong by because my brain. I was going off yeah, yeah, in no, there. <laughs> no, that's good. But but that's I mean that's the emphasis, right? So all things mm-hmm. are from him, from him. Right. right. Starts in him. Yeah. So for from him are all things. And for, then done through him are all things. Right. And to him are all things. Right. I mean, ultimately everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything is for him. Yeah. It goes um, out from him. It's done through him alone, like Christ alone, right? It's done through Christ alone, and it returns to him for his glory alone. Man, th- you know, just and then he goes in, launches into the thing about spiritual gifts, and uh, no one should think more highly of themselves. And right. it's all to me. It's like you don't even have to say that, Paul. After you just talked about the yeah, you dropped the mic, dog. Yeah, just just walk away. Uh, but, you know, how forgetful as human beings are we about the glory of God? Um, I think in many ways, this doctrine, this sola, is counter to our self-centered presuppositions, mm. right? We, we have this, this view of ourselves as the captain of our soul, you know, as Invictus, that poem is, right? I am the captain of my soul, and 
I direct my paths and yeah. you know, determine my destiny. Um, and that's the doctrine of Satan, mm. right? He says no glory to God, right? Or just give a little glory to God. Uh, and then the Christian says, no, solely Dio Gloria. Yeah. God alone gets the glory. Uh, yeah, I, th- I can think yeah. of a couple of like practical implications for this doctrine in our lives, you know, when it's mis when it's misunderstood and it becomes about our glory, right? What yeah. what results often? Anxiety, right? What results often? Anger, right? I'm I'm constantly seeking approval and validation from other people. I become anxious about it. I try to manipulate outcomes so that I can get glory. I can steal it from God. I become or I become angry about a situation. And so I utilize anger, wrath, malice, uh, clamor, slander, um, bitterness to manipulate an outcome for my own glory. And when we are in a right understanding, a right orientation of our heart, what happens is, man, we find peace and rest where anxiety calms, right? We find calm instead of anxiousness. Uh, We find, um, tenderness and kindness where anger once lived because we can forgive others because we understand God and Christ has forgiven me and I can stand in that. Um, so I don't begin to manipulate outcomes, but I, I try to orientate worship, uh, constantly. And that frees my little, little angry Irish heart up, you know, personally, (laughs) um, man, like, or, or in despair, you know, why are we, why often are we depressed? Well, because we're not getting what we desired most, which was a sinful desire that's giving birth to death in you. And uh, it's leading to you to a place of despair and downcast, right? But when we find our footing in giving God glory and desiring to uh, work out our salvation with fear and trembling uh, that we're desiring to worship rightly, that we're desiring to be content in what God gives us, man, what happens is the joy of our salvation is experienced. And that yeah, gives and we have a warning God. in this too, right? Mm-hmm. So not only is the promise that's so comforting for us um, that we don't have to be God, right? Yeah. God is God and we are not. Uh, but we have a warning that God humbles the proud. One yeah. of my favorite passages is First Peter chapter five. Uh, it says, uh, "Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Close yourselves, all of you, with humility mm. toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that the proper time." He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm. And man, we have a sovereign God that we can humble ourselves, cast our anxieties. Roll. I think it was uh, Mueller, George Mueller, that, that, that praying, that, you know, hardcore praying man mm-hmm. um, that said that every, even the little things he rolls off and rolls on to God. Um and talks to him about everything because he knows that God is God and he isn't. And that's such a freeing reminder to cast our anxieties on him, to throw our fears away um, and, and worship the living God, the one that 
um, makes hearts of stone and hearts turn to flesh. So, man, I, I really enjoy this series on the five solas. Yeah. Uh, we've seen how God alone gets the credit for salvation. We've seen that salvation is, is a grace. It's uh, by faith alone, um, through Christ alone, and we learn about it in Scripture alone. Amen. And man, praise God for His Word. Um, and if you've enjoyed this series, we uh, we ask you to do a favor to us. Uh, comment, like, subscribe, share it on Facebook or social media. Uh, get the word out. Uh, we're not doing this to try to get our name out, but we find that uh, people are really helped by these kind of conversations in short uh, 20, 30 minute portable form uh, that you can listen to while you're doing laundry or uh, doing, you know, taking the kids to soccer practice or whatever. Um, and so short bite size, I think hopefully accessible, um, translated words that are simple enough for everybody to understand, man, we just love to get the word out. Uh, Neil and I would think it a, a, a personal, um, favor for us. So, Hey, Hey, don't be lame. Share the name. You live alone by the gospel. It is our lifeline, baby. <laughs> Man, what did you just come up with that? That was you better cut that and clip that so we can reuse it. Clip it, reuse. <laughs> I won't. I won't be able to say that. So you'll just have to. You'll just have to have that clipped, ready to go. So as you can tell, we like to have a lot of fun. This is a, a good time, but uh, we're going to go ahead and close out. But uh, until next time, thanks for listening to the Gospel Life. We out.